You're listening to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Hey y'all, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Mika Knows Unfiltered. And I'm back. I know. Last time I said I was back, I just disappeared. Well, I got some information for y'all and I'm going to share it. So let's not, you know, judge and be mean. Let's just get into it, okay? Um, So recently I've made some changes in my life. Um, I'm unemployed now. Well, self-employed. I resigned from my old position. I tried to get this schedule. They didn't give it to me. Um, I tried to tell them you know, about different things that were bothering me in a, in the most respectful way, an unentitled way. Like I understand when something is a necessity versus when it's just all about me. And I promise you, everyone was saying the same thing. I'm just the only one that acted out of it. But, um, you know, I made some, uh, complaints and, uh, asked for, some action and there was no action that was taken. So once I realized they weren't going to do anything to address my main concerns and, um, I didn't get that schedule I wanted, I was just like, no, I got to get up out of here. We got people being promoted that didn't even stay on the job for a year. But when I was doing the best, the most with my metrics, I couldn't get promoted to save my life. But old girl that's not meeting her metrics and is public knowledge around the call center. She gets promoted. I'm just like, you know what? I see what it is. And I'm just going to back out because this is going to make me catch a case. So I went ahead and um, resigned, y'all. It was getting bad. Like I was feeling so drained from that job. Um, they changed the hours. So now like my overtime was cut and I love overtime cause I'm a grinder. Right. But then they want to throw in these little mandatory overtimes, just a little piece, a small portion of overtime to meet their goal. All the while we needed more overtime because of all the call volume, but no, 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 we're not going to do that. Because we're trying to meet our goal because now we got new fees and new things to pay for since the last ownership of the company screwed everything up and ended up, you know, overcharging people for something that was never done. But we're not going to get into that. I might make it an episode, but I'm not going to do it today because I have other things to address. Okay. Long story short, that job is gone. I love all of my old co-workers that were actually about that life and meeting their metrics and actually trying hard and helping with the call volume everyone that didn't pull their weight screw you I know you're probably still there because you know somebody that knows somebody and that's cool that's not for me um so I've been self-employed you know I have millions of hustles and I added a few more but um you know, we'll get into how that is now with everything that's going on. Um, but before we get into that, I did break up with my older boyfriend. I don't even know if I mentioned that to y'all because our relationship kind of started quickly, but then faded out just because of a lot of things. He was older. He was 42 years old. And, you know, I really liked him for his traditional qualities. He was a man's man. He opened doors, um, paid for things, 
took out the trash when I asked him. I didn't like that he didn't take out the trash like automatically, but you know, you know, you can't have everything. But I was okay with that. The only thing I didn't like at first was that he didn't want marriage and he didn't want kids. But then I got over that because I was like, well, if he makes me happy, then, you know, maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Maybe my search for marriage and kids is why I'm still single. And he and I had flirted before and he asked me out before, but I was like, nah, I'm looking for a marriage. And he was like, oh, I don't, I don't do marriage. And I was like, okay, player, keep it moving. This was like six or eight months before we actually dated um but then you know I had a a short little situation with someone and I was like all right let me let me just focus on finding me and then he pops up and he's like yo you still you still want marriage and kids I was like you know what I don't think so because clearly it's not coming so I took a chance just to see if things are gonna work out with him and they didn't Uh, It was an experience because he had a lot of great qualities. Um, He smoked, and I didn't like that, but it was nothing to dump him over. Um, But one of his main, you know, flaws was that he had no faith in today's women. And me being, you know, I'm 30, so me being like 12 years younger than him, it was tough for me to hear such disparaging comments about women when... I did. I really submitted to him. Like, you know, I was always with him when he wanted me to be. Um, I didn't wear things he didn't want me to wear because, you know, I got a body. Even though I'm a big girl, this big girl turns heads. You know what I mean? And not in a bad way. And, you know, I thought it was a little controlling how he didn't want me wearing certain things. Because he thought it was advertising. But, you know, he was my man. So, I played my position. And, you know, I didn't I didn't wear certain things. Um, I cooked for him. Uh, it was always clean when he came over. Anything feminine. Because I really do like the tradition of submitting to your man. It's just that the men that I have dated, I have not been secure enough to submit to them because either they were my age and at my age at the time, they were developing careers, trying to get money, not as stable. You can't submit to a man that's not stable. You know what I mean? You can submit on something, but like, I can't let you take full control. You're going to have us in a poorhouse. But see, I didn't have that issue with with the 42-year-old because he had everything together. He already had his career. He had already been through a career change and he was still thriving. So that was good. Um, I didn't require that he pay for stuff for me. He just kind of did it. And when I tried to pay for stuff because, you know, I'm a millennial that believes in sharing the cost of things, he would low-key get mad. So I low-key didn't like that, but I kind of liked it because he was, it was a nice break from paying for stuff. But I like that about him, but he was just mean. He always talked about how women ain't this, women ain't that, today's women this. I'm like, bro, you got a good woman. Why does this keep coming up? Maybe at the beginning of our you know, courtship, him talking about that and his beliefs is one thing. But you're still saying it two months in and you know I'm a good woman because I'm showing you that I'm a good woman consistently, you know, um, effortlessly. You shouldn't still be thinking like that. So, yeah. Um, I didn't like that. 
uh, he wouldn't let me listen to female rap because he felt like, oh, women are trying to be men and blah, 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 blah. Listen, I don't care. I need to hear my females rap. I need to watch female battle rap. We were watching a battle and then it was going in. It was on my battle playlist. So it was going into a female battle. He was like, no, 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 turn this off. I don't want to watch this. You know, women rapping, rapping like men. That's what's wrong with y'all now. Y'all trying to be men. And at the moments like that kind of built it up in me to leave him and then ultimately now some people are going to judge me for this but I don't care ultimately he didn't give head he didn't like at the beginning I told him oral was big for me because um of my own sexual things like I don't I've never come from penetration I don't think it's a bad thing it's just something I have to work on uh, and I'm a real enough woman to admit it. A lot of women are out here thinking they're having orgasms or lying about their orgasms and they're really not having them. And I'm real enough to say that I'm one of the women, which 50 to 80%, depending on which medical journal you're reading or which medical article you're reading, 50% to 80% of women have this issue. So, you know, I'm not alone here and I'm not even in the minority here. Um... Ignore the thunder in the background, y'all. We got the rain going on. But, you know, Mika knows unfiltered. It's unfiltered and I'm not filtering anything. Anywho, um, yeah, so I'm not alone here. But people will have you thinking that everyone's just, you know, orgasming all the time. And that's not the case. So I keep it real. But I'm making a point when I'm actually into someone and we've been on a few dates um, that if if the topic comes up about sex, that you know, I'm real with them. Yeah, I require a head. I require oral sex. Um, it's not a guarantee that the man will get it because men could come either way. But it must be a guarantee that I get it. That is a requirement. And, you know, to any adult that I, you know, that's in my family that's listening, y'all know what y'all signing up for. This is <laughs> unfiltered, so you're going to hear everything. Anywho... Yeah, so he didn't do it. I didn't like that. That was a big thing for me. That was so big. That was bigger than the no marriage and no kids. I was over the no marriage and no kids. But no head? Are you kidding me? It's 2020. Get the... You know what? I'm not even going to say it. Get out of here. Get get out of here. I ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. Okay? Now, um... Off of that, yeah, I broke up with him. I'm single now. Um, you know, I've been casually dating. And it's been cool. You know, we're always safe. Always using condoms. Um, if I, you know, have sex with someone. But um, I've been casually dating. And I say casually because I'm not looking for anything serious until I'm stable financially. And most people, when they make a drastic change like quitting their job they're not gonna they don't want you to know about the bad I'm gonna let y'all know about the bad um it's been a struggle you know I've had to borrow money from my siblings um or my mom with my mom I really tried to work for the money instead of borrowing it and she always has something that needs to be done so it's you know it's easy it's not her making up something for me to do but I've had to borrow money I've come into luck with money as well I've sold things, um, but, you know, I had my hustles and everything like that. Um, So it has been a struggle, but I'm still here. I'm still in my place, my little trailer with the little, you know, with the little 
style to it. My trailer got swag, okay? But um, I'm still here, but it has been a struggle, even more so now that the coronavirus is messing everything up. Um, one of my new things that I've been doing is my new IG. I only post weekly now, um, only because I'm trying to build it up or be consistent. And um, I don't want to run out of outfits. (laughs) That's just real. I don't want to run out of outfits and reuse outfits because I hate, um, you know, IGs that are made for looks and things like that, but, or fashion and they reuse the outfits. I mean, I get it in your everyday life. You're going to reuse outfits, but we don't want to see that when we're following your content. That's how I feel. So, um, my new IG is for Fatspiration, you know, BBW, yay, big, pretty, fat girl. You know, there's a million of them on IG. Why should not be one of them? I love my big, pretty, fat self. And I feel like as long as I'm paying my own medical bills and I don't have any medical issues or putting anyone else in danger with my fatness, no one should really care about me choosing to stay fat. That's how I feel. Now, if I lose weight here or there, you know, to make it look a little better, to make the package look a little nicer, you know, that's my business. But overall, I'm still going to be fat. And for those of y'all that say I'm not fat because of my shape, I am fat and I'm fully aware of my fat. If your BMI is over a certain amount, you're fat, period. You can look like a fuck, excuse me, like a freaking dime. And, um, yeah, y'all, I'm trying not to curse as much anymore, not to filter myself, but just because I'm trying to find better ways to communicate and express myself without cursing. So (laughs) bear with me now. Anywho, anywho, like you can be a freaking dime, but you know, you're still fat and fat should not be looked at as a bad word. It is a state, a current state of your body. You're a fat. You could be thinner. You could be skinny. Um, You know, those would require drastic changes. Me, I choose not to make those changes at this time. I might have to lose weight if I ever do want to have a kid, though, because I don't want to be, I don't want to get fatter than I am now. And that's the only way you go when you get pregnant. I've never seen people lose weight while they're pregnant, unless they were really, really sick. And I hope to not have a horrible pregnancy if I ever want to get pregnant. Anywho, yeah. Um, But back to now. So all this different stuff I have going on with my hustles and then my IG. Um, A lot of the stuff that was generating the most money for me has been put on hold because of this coronavirus. Let's get into this coronavirus. I am so pissed at how this was all handled. Um, I only knew about it back in February because of the news coverage picking up. Uh, It got bad for us here in March once people actually started getting widespread infections. You know, once the virus started spreading and quarantine started happening. Um, I feel like it was handled absolutely wrong. And this struggle is real out here for the self-employed people like myself. I'm so happy that they included us in the stimulus package um, and, you know, but the CARES Act or the CARE Act. um, But, you know, it would have been nicer for this to have started months ago. 
instead of now. Not just for the financial thing, but because we could have stopped this widespread infection and losing some of our citizens. We are losing a lot of citizens, y'all. We are leading in the amount of cases right now. When we weren't even the epicenter for the epidemic, okay? So this is really, it's really tough for me to just be okay with this. I mean, it's affecting my, you know, my money, my grind. Um, You know, it's affecting me dating casually. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go on dates. I like dates, okay? And I can't even meet anyone because we got to be in the house. I don't even trust anybody right now because they could be sick. People walking around with the virus with no symptoms. Not any symptoms they can't get te- they probably had symptoms at one point but they couldn't even get tested and let me be real with y'all i was sick after i went to the casino in march i was sick for like i want to say like nine days it kind of felt like the flu but it kind of didn't um the difference was i i couldn't taste anything i don't know about smell because my house doesn't really smell away but i couldn't taste anything and, um, I decided to self quarantine. So I w- really wasn't doing Uber or anything. And, you know, I, um, what was the other symptoms? My eyes, my eyes were really hot the first two days. And then they started hurting when I would just look around. Now, um, I looked that up. A lot of, a lot of people associated that with allergies. I've never had allergies before. Um, another thing is a few days after everything started um all the first symptoms went away but then I started you know getting the phlegm and everything and I'm a phlegm person every time I get sick there's a lot of phlegm I you know cough up because you know I always do the, the always suffer from the post nasal drip basically and so that's gonna you know affect your lungs and all that and so it it was it was a different sickness because of how the coughing didn't start till like a week after the sickness started. Um, but then it ended. It ended pretty quick, which made me think it was the flu, even though I didn't have... I had the flu one time in my life, and I was really hot the whole time, and I couldn't move. But this time I could move, and I didn't really have a temperature that much. I think I had a temperature one day at the beginning, and then all the symptoms went away out of nowhere, y'all. Coughing. Um, the, the coughing, the burning eyes, the hurting eyes... Everything just went away, but I couldn't take deep breaths. I could take shallow breaths, but I couldn't take deep breaths. If I took a deep breath, it would hurt my chest. And I was like, okay, this is new, but I can't do anything because I can't get tested. When I put in my symptoms online, they were like, oh, this sounds like the common cold. This ain't ever, I've had a lot of colds in my life. Most people get between, I believe it's two and four colds a year or four and six. It's some, it's between two even numbers. I can't remember, but I've had a lot of colds. This was not a cold. This was like the flu mixed with something else, child. I don't know, but I couldn't get tested. So I chose to lose money, stay at home. And thank God that all the companies I have bills with were being very sensitive to what's going on and they're being um you know they were showing concern I've done a lot of payment arrangements during this time I'm not ashamed to admit it because I am self-employed 
Now, our president really failed with this one. Now, I already don't like Trump. And it's not just because of a party thing. Like, I would like a good Republican if he's actually a good Republican. Trump is a little different. Now, I respect him because he's our president and I have to respect him. I'm not going to you know, make any threats against him or anything like that, or talk bad about his child, that none of that matters. All I care is about what he, what he's doing for us. And I think that he dropped the ball with this. You know, there's been plenty of conspiracies, but what we now know is that intelligence for the U S has made reports about this virus back in November. Now, what was the first thing they said? When it got crazy, oh, we knew about this since December and it came to America. And then I found out it came to America in January. Now, that was not on the news at first. What was on the news at first was, oh, there's a virus in China. There's a virus in China. Nobody even spoke about there being a case here in America. And then all of a sudden, now that the information is leaking, now there's coverage on it. Oh, yeah, there was a case in America back in January. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't cover that back in January. They didn't cover it in early February. Not that I saw. I don't know. Maybe y'all saw something different, but I didn't see anything different. But now it's being revealed that spies, U.S. intelligence actually knew about this virus in November. Now, you'll see video clips of Trump saying that despite what these people say, they didn't know about it until um, until January or something like that. Or, you know, they didn't know about it until December. I don't know. I don't know. But it's been there now. What I do want to say is a lot of y'all talking about y'all got the sickest that y'all have ever been back in November, back in December. But some of y'all actually got diagnosis. Like if they gave you a flu diagnosis, they may have tested you for the flu and you may have tested positive. I don't think that all of this, oh, me too, me too, me too, is actually helping. It's actually hurting because there's nothing that comes out of knowing that that y'all possibly had it in November, but panic and more concern. So shut up. I'm tired of hearing about it. I get it. I get it. I mean, ooh, wow, this is crazy. But what we need to focus on is getting better. Yeah, we know the government dropped the ball because they didn't react quick enough. I mean, just weeks before we start locking stuff down, Trump and his people were like, oh, this is a hoax. Oh, we're not going do anything we you know we're gonna close the borders or whatever but that's it it's not gonna come over here like that we're gonna control it if it comes but it's nothing to worry about now it's not a threat that is what he said and guess what people are dying in america we lead the world in cases so you know i think our president and his people dropped the ball um And so now there's all this chaos going on, people losing jobs, people losing money. The economy will dive and continue to dive after this because of everything put in place and the delay of these efforts. Um, This has been the biggest stimulus package ever, ever bigger than Obama's, Um, but it's necessary. Um, I do feel, now I know this may... This may hurt my uh, my self-employed group, you know, but um, I do feel that the unemployment thing where they give you an extra 600 is a little too much because it's just a flat rate extra 600. And there are some people who are not unemployed that weren't making, you know, 
800 or 900, depending on how they did their taxes for unemployment. I mean, you know, how they made their tax elections for unemployment that weren't making 900 a week. That's enough to make, you know, someone making $18 an hour quit their job. Like, seriously, that's enough to make them find a reason to have to leave to make sure it complies with unemployment and leave their job. And that's that's uh, that's a little bit overkill because employment, we need the employees just as, just as much as the employees need to be employed. You see what I'm saying? Especially if we expect this economy to recover from this pandemic. So, um... I agree with the Republicans on that, that that part of the stimulus is a little too much. An extra 600 is is a little too much. I don't I know people got kids, but if you weren't making it before, you know, it it shouldn't change now. And I get it. You know, some of y'all like, well, people need help. I get that girl. I get that. But, you know, some of it is just too much. Um, The rain's getting a little bad outside. You're going to hear it in the background. I'm not going to stop recording. Um, just because, you know, I got things to say. Um, another thing that I'm upset about is the quarantine parties. I've been seeing a lot of people on Snapchat, Facebook, IG, throwing these little quarantine parties. You're not practicing social distancing if your friends are coming over. Just because you know them don't mean they're healthy. That does not mean that they are healthy, that they are not a risk to you and your family and your children. Y'all just, y'all just don't know when to stop. And I get it. Who wants to be home? Me personally, I love my solitude, but I get that all of y'all can't be alone for some time, but please, please, if we look, if we're, if we're looking to end this, this thing, we need to actually restrict ourselves and practice social distancing for real, for real. Okay. Because people are walking around here, like I said earlier, without symptoms. They're asymptomatic, which means they do not have symptoms, but they still carry the virus. People that are dying did not have symptoms until it was too late. So y'all go, y'all doing these little quarantine parties. Let me tell you something. The reason why, and people are talking about this too, the reason why China has recovered from, um, you know, from the virus and now they're trying to get back to normal. It's because they're a communist country. Communist countries will lock things down. And a lot of people doubt North Korea saying that they haven't had an infection, but let's be real. Who travels out of that country but the bigwigs? North Korea is locked down under that dictatorship, okay? Which, I mean, as Americans, we don't want to be under dictators. But in times like this, when they forcefully lock you down, that's kind of what we need. We need a foot on our neck to stay in our houses and, you know, stay. And I'm not going to lie. When it first came up, I was like, no, I got to make money. I don't want to quarantine. But it's getting real. People are dying. And we really need to chill out. All of your favorite artists and celebrities are telling you to quarantine they're showing you their quarantine and i get it it's easier for them because they have big houses and fun things to do but y'all you got your dog on phones you got your phone you got entertainment stay your behind in the house that's why quarantine isn't working for us here because we are so entitled these other countries they put their foot on their citizens neck next you try that here in america and we're gonna be like "Uh -uh, we got rights we're gonna follow rules we make the rules we vote on the rules. 
even when they're not good for us, we still want to be free. And I think freedom is very important, but also compliance is too. And we need to comply if we want to see an end to this, okay? And that's real. And <laughs> now I'm trying not to be so serious, but y'all making me mad. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of quarantine binge watching and my favorite right now is Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started it from the beginning and it's just so crazy to see how friendships and relationships have changed. I love it. Um, I've been watching Desperate Housewives because you know, all the seasons are on Hulu. I love Hulu. Hulu is my best friend right now. More so than Netflix, actually. Because Hulu has all the shows that I don't even think about watching, like, you know, during normal life. But, like, when I went into Hulu during this quarantine, I'm like, dang, they got all the uh, Real Housewives. Let me go ahead and watch Real Housewives of Atlanta since that's one of my favorite shows. But I'm going to watch it from the beginning. And it's so crazy all the things I've missed over the years and thought I caught, but I didn't. Um, I've been having fun quarantining. Um... Right now, I really miss my money. So I've been looking for other hustles from home um, because I don't need to, I really don't want to put myself out there like that and risk myself with um, catching this virus. If I didn't already have it, like I said, I was sick, but I couldn't get tested. Now I'm better, so I wouldn't get tested. Um, But hopefully um, one of these hustles will come through. And I won't have to be one of the unemployed people because I don't think that crutch will be as helpful to all. I think it will be a hindrance to some um, because people may get comfortable, but it's limited, y'all. So have an end game. Please have an end game. Um, another thing, I missed the casino and I had it scheduled for the end of March, but of course everything got shut down. And now I still have my free room scheduled at Harris in July for my birthday. I'm going to be 31. And my mama finally made me a, a, no, a seven star companion, which means I get some of her benefits. Like I need to experience this at the casino. I want to go into the seven star lounge, not the diamond lounge. I know some of y'all know about Harris and Cherokee, but I get to go to the seven star lounge. What? I need to be up in there. So I hope this is over by July. I really do. Just so I can go to the casino. I know that sounds selfish, but that's, I mean, I don't have any kids. I don't have a band. That's my, <laughs> that's my, my, my hope right now is for all this to be done. So we can, I can go to the casino in July. Um, but I do hope that y'all learn how to adjust with these quarantines and these recommendations and these requirements. Like we need this to be done. I need everyone to stay home, cook at home. I've been cooking a lot at home and I love it. My favorite is homemade burritos. Um, I love cooking that, you know, doing the meat, cutting up my peppers, cutting up my tomatoes. Okay. I love it. It's so good with the cheese and stuff. I think I'm gonna make some today, actually. Um, but even if you like trying to meet somebody, do a quarantine date. I put this on Facebook and I thought it was a great idea. Like you can face chat, video chat if you, you know, if you're not an iPhone user. Don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. I know you're looking at the phone or making a face, talking about iPhones. 
Boy, iPhones are easy, okay? And people love easy. And that FaceTime is super easy. But, you know, I think it's cute to do, like, little quarantine dates, video chat, FaceTime chat, and watch a movie. Watch the same movie together if y'all both have Netflix. Choose something on there that y'all both haven't watched. Um, Group chats. Instead of having everybody come over to your house and thinking that, oh, I know them, so they're safe, um, just do video chats. Like, I've done video chats with my friends, you know? And it's been kind of cool. Um, do that. Like, come on, y'all. At least freaking try. Like, we got to end this thing. And also, everyone's talking about having a COVID bang. If that man don't live with you, don't be inviting him over. Just masturbate. That's safer. It really is. It's safer. And remember, abortions are non-essential procedures in some states right now. So, um... You know, I don't support abortion anyway. But for y'all that's all pro-choice and thinking you can screw and then if you get pregnant, go get rid of it. Child, you not finna. You're not finta. That's a country thing, finna. I'm saying, y'all don't want no corona babies named Karanisha. So, masturbate, stay at home, have quarantine dates through video chat. Have hangouts through video chats. Like... Y'all really need to do this. I need y'all to comply, y'all, or else we're not going to move past this, okay? Now, we're going to take a quick break, let y'all hear some ads or whatever. But we're going to get into some more things, because guess what just started? Insecure on HBO. Okay. Now, before the break, I um, mentioned that we were going to get into some things because Insecure just started. You know we got to cover this, okay? So, Insecure Sundays is now going to be a segment because as long as Insecure is on, we're going to be talking about it, child, because I've been waiting for this for a year. I'm too excited. Um, Listen, let's just get into it. So, Insecure started off with um, Issa on a chair talking to somebody talking about she don't mess with molly and i'm like what so this is a new storyline i love a new storyline now um and then a flashback happens that actually explains nothing um about why so i'm i I was thrown off by that i didn't like that after we watched the entire flashback we still don't know why Issa don't mess with molly but i'm sure we'll find out um Another thing that I liked is that Andrew or Asian Bay is still around and Molly's actually hanging out with him and that shows growth because you know Molly she just she she's she's obsessed with having this ideal life for herself but everything can't be controlled molly mo so you know i like that she's hanging out with asian bay she finally gave in and he is fine okay my old asian bay in my heart was daniel day kim from lost he's been my leading asian man since 2006 or so okay i i always thought that man was fine but alexander hodge that plays andrew in insecure oh Child, I love him. I am in love with his whole look, okay? Now, um, funny moment though. <laughs> don't hate me, but I don't care if you do. Uh, funny moment, Issa and Molly were talking about Andrew and talking about how he got jungle fever, he infected, and they called him patient zero. I just thought that was funny because the whole corona thing. Am I childish for that? 
<laughs> I might be childish for that. Anywho, I thought that was funny. Um, I like um, that when we're diving in to Molly's issue with Andrew, the new storyline is not will she deal with him. Now she actually likes him. And she starts this little panic about Andrew, you know, casually dating other people and they're not serious they're not exclusive so I don't see a problem with this y'all know my views but um you know Molly just has this ideal thing she wants everything to fit into it and everything's not gonna fit into it Molly is just ooh, she's a whole nother character I hope that she doesn't let this cause an issue because for Molly I feel like because he's already outside of her normal you know dating pattern um I feel like she's gonna look for anything to start an issue and if she does not address that you know that she wants to be monogamous with him or that she actually likes him it's gonna cause issues in her head she's gonna use that as a reason to abandon what they got going on as good as it seems she's gonna use that as an excuse because we all know Molly's type Closed mouths don't get fed, but yet they don't say anything, hoping that he'll come up with the idea first because they don't want to feel like they're pressuring him. Girl, get over yourself. Get over yourself. We need to stop worrying about what other people think or what we think that other people might think if we knew that they that what we did was did this. No. Serve yourself. You ain't got no kids. You're not married. Serve yourself, child. Tell that man that, hey, I like you and I want us to be exclusive. Now, some of us, We don't do that. And I was guilty of this in the past. We don't do this out of fear that the guy might get all scared and run off. Like, oh, if I tell him I wasn't this serious, he might not like it and he might run off. First off, y'all should have discussed that at the beginning. Why wait to discuss something like that? But anywho, I mean, that's fine. You need to get to know him and see if you actually like him. So now that you know you like him, you need to tell him. If he runs off, cool. Time no longer being wasted. It'll work out better for you. We have this habit of trying to keep people in our lives that really don't need to be there. So if you tell him you want something more and he leaves, girl, that's good for you. You can stop wasting time with him. Focus on yourself until God sends you somebody new. Okay. Um, listen, but the other, the other possible outcome is that when you tell him that you want something a little more serious, he might actually like the idea. He might have just been waiting for you. I think the common misconception is that men aren't as, you know, scared as we are um, or insecure as we are. But men are. And sometimes they don't want to make the first move. Sometimes they're waiting for us to do it. So you might as well do it, serve your needs, and tell him what you need from him and get it over with. If Molly doesn't do this, this is going to cause an issue. Um, with Issa, I like that they're still showing that she's having money issues because money issues don't just disappear. They don't. And I'm, I'm an example of that. Y'all, y'all know I quit my job. Like I was telling y'all earlier. So money issues don't just disappear. And especially when quitting your job, more money issues comes up. You have to get rid of certain things that you normally need or feel like you need, but it's really a want. And then, um, you know, it gets a little tough, especially when you're planning a project like she is. So I like that they show her exchanging the clothing so she can have variety in her um, wardrobe. Um, there's actually something you can do 
like that um she could you know sign up with one of these little subscription clothing things but money may be too tight even for that so i like that she still has the money issues it makes it realistic and i like seeing a little bit of myself in a tv show like she quit her job to pursue a project she don't have a man she's just casually dating and casually screwing she's what she's doing we'll get into that in a little bit but I like that I can see myself in her she's 30 and she just made a change that just shifted her whole stability that is crazy I love it and it's realistic really um another thing they started these self-care Sundays with each other her and Molly I love that. I'm about to adopt. I do that anyway. Like I do my feet, especially during this coronavirus. I do my feet on my Sundays. I wash my hair, get everything all good on my Sundays, shave, do all that. So I like the self-care Sundays. I never had a name for it, but now I'm going to call it self-care Sunday because when you put a name or a label to something, it makes you more aware of it and it allows you to, you know, feel responsible to keep up the routine. And self-care Sundays is a necessary routine, y'all. I'm just saying. So I'm going to call mine self-care Sunday too. Hashtag self-care Sunday. I love that. Um, my homegirl, she does, um, what does she do? Fun day Sunday, but I don't drink, so I don't have fun with them. I just let them drink and they tell me about it later. Um, anywho, I like self-care Sundays. I like the idea of it. Uh, another thing, they're looking for LaToya. First off, I like how Insecure has this underlying show going on the whole season on their TV. Because let's talk about Ninny. Ninny was hilarious in season two. Um, what was it? Um, something North or Way North or something like that. The show. It was a slavery show that they were watching. I loved that one. That was like my favorite show of all the seasons that they were watching. Um, but this new looking for Latoya, it reminds me of Kanika Jenkins. If y'all remember her, I forget where she was located, but that was a teenager. Was it Detroit or Chicago? It was a, it was a big city up there. Um this is unfiltered y'all, so I don't have um I didn't research that part cuz I just wanted to touch on it. But um, it does remind me of Kanika Jenkins, and I like how even though it's a serious matter, they still threw some comedy up in there. We saw Portia acting like she know the person or whatever, or uh, she was her sister, I think. Um, we saw Ray J. Ray J was the boyfriend, and he was um, definitely inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate in what he said, but great comedic relief. Because, I mean, I get it. It's a serious topic, but um, this is still... Uh, a dramedy sort of more of a comedy so we don't want to see something so serious in the middle of it without there being some comedic relief like we got enough drama with the actual actors with actual you know characters we don't need it with the show under the show so that was that was pretty good I like the comedic relief there um let's talk about Condola and Issa I love that they're so cool now um Condola is definitely someone that contributed to Issa's success with this project so far. And I think Issa needs more friends. Sometimes when you limit yourself to the friends you have, um, and you don't open yourself up, you limit yourself to their views. Her having this new associate is good because her new associate is pushing her and opening doors for her and exposing her to everything she needs to make her, her dreams happen. Um, now... I, I it kind of threw me off that Issa didn't still know didn't know about Lawrence yet. But I mean, 
when they found out, like that was a little off putting. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I want them to stay friends, you know? But I don't think that it should matter that Lawrence is dating Condola and used to date Issa because let's, let's be real. If Lawrence ain't going to be with Issa, he needs to be with somebody. And that needs to be old girl because she's a good girl, okay? She seems like a good girl. Anyway, it kind of reminds me of my ex that I was with for a long time. And again, I like seeing myself in shows. So it kind of reminds me of my ex, um, but in a different way. See, between our relationships that we actually had, he had other girlfriends when we broke up. And I would always try to interrupt those situations, And honestly, now that I'm 30, (laughs) now that I'm 30 and I'm older and I'm more mature, I can see my wrong in that because we didn't end up together and I ruined two things that could have possibly been good for him. Um, I don't think I was the only contributing factor. I think there were other things contributing to the demise of his relationships. Um, But I definitely was trying to put myself in the middle and mesh mesh things up and you know I apologize for that and everything but anywho I always say now that I if he's not gonna be with me I want him to be with someone that is good for him and that's the idea and the thing I hope that Issa takes because she seems because Condola seems like a good girl and she's very useful to Issa and I don't want Issa's history with Lawrence to mess up Condola's you know um opportunity for love but I also don't want it to mess up Issa's opportunity for this blossoming and successful partnership so hopefully this is not a storyline for long like hopefully they get over it like maybe it's here or there's you know spots where it's kind of awkward but not a focus because what the last thing we need to see is two black women ruining you know this great partnership over a man we got enough of that we know we know black women we get serious about our men because it's so little men to go around and then we feel away when they go to other races and we feel you know what I mean and we feel away when another one of us gets one that we used to have and he's being better with them than he was with us and I don't want that to be the focus here it is realistic but I mean we've had enough of that we have I want to see this project thrive um I love TSA Bay like I love TSA Bay. He's hilarious. Um, you know, I can relate to the whole dating a big guy because I don't date big guys because I'm a big girl. But recently, like over the last couple of years, I've dated big guys. And um <laughs> I think it is an experience. I feel like Issa was a little dramatic when, you know, the whole intimate scene was happening. Like, girl, if you think being with a big guy and you're small is an issue, you should try being a big girl being with a big guy. Now, that's a hassle. That's a the hassle. Another thing I like is how, you know, they ended up in missionary. And then they actually made a reference to it actually being a good position because people downplay missionary today. Ooh, you're not freaky if you're still doing missionary. But sometimes that's just the position that works out. 
you know, and it works out well and it gets the job done. If, if it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's how I feel. Everybody's trying to be all freaky. Everyone wants to be, oh, I'm next level freaky. I'm this level freaky because they want to be what they see in the media. But honestly, sometimes the good old fashioned missionary just works. Okay. That was a funny moment for me. I love that. Um, I love that Isha, Isha's ratchet neighbor is still there. The, the girl with the, with the son. I like that she's still there. I hope we see more of her. Definitely glad to see that Amanda is still there. I was a little scared now because they actually had real life beef, Amanda and Issa. And yes, Issa's real name in real life is Issa. So let's not ever talk about this again as far as the name thing. But yeah, Amanda, who plays Tiffany, her and Issa had real beef in real life over a party. So y'all, I'm not going to get into that, but y'all can look it up. But I'm so glad that she's still there because Issa could have been petty, wrote her out of the show. Because, I mean, she is a nice addition to the show, but she's not required. The fans would be a little thrown off. But Condola would slip right in and fit right in in her spot or something else. Or they would come up with a convenient storyline. But Issa didn't do that. She kept her in. I like that. I hope she stays. Because Amanda, I love seeing her win. Even though she could be kooky sometimes. Um, I still like anyone who stands by their views. Even when I don't agree with their views. I, I like when people are real about their views. So... I hope Tiffany stays on the show. Hope, you know, her character Tiffany stays on the show. Amanda, that's awesome. Paula J. Parker has another role. Finally, haven't seen her in forever. I mean, she may be on some BET movies or something. I wouldn't know. Um, But I haven't seen her in forever. And the last time I saw her was on Hollywood Divas. And she said she was being blackballed because she called out someone for sexually harassing her. And the way she described it, I feel like it was on Hustle and Flow movie. Because after that, I kind of didn't see her anymore. And that was on Hollywood Divas. So y'all can look that up too. But I'm glad Paula J. Parker is on here. I don't think she'll have a big role. I think it was just a a minor role for the first episode. Maybe we'll see her again. Who knows? Uh, But I like it. Um, You know, there was some great music during this episode. I think that's always what we look forward to now with Insecure. Let me tell you, since the series itself has started, my musical taste have evolved it has opened me up because i would find one artist or one song from the series look at the artist listen to some of their music then i would look at artists just like them and pull up their music and if i like it keep it and now i just have this whole different taste in music than i did like five or six years ago that's crazy and it's all because of this show and i really like it um notable tracks from this show uh I'm not, if I pronounce anything wrong, I'm just not being exposed to this y'all. I'm just not being exposed to these people. So forgive me. And if you don't, I don't care, girl. I do what I do. Now there's Mariba featuring J.I.D. And it's called Sandstorm. I like that song. I liked it. The little bit I heard of it was good. So I went on, um, Apple music. You know, you gotta have that subscription. If you got an iPhone, I love it. Um, I went on Apple music, listened to it freaking dope um tiptoes by saweetie featuring quavo <laughs> i like that one that's a little ratchet you know what i mean a little ratchet but it's light ratchet not heavy ratchet but i like it i mean we all can we can't listen to sophisticated stuff all the time and i think sweetie is great i know people give her a lot of slack say she can't rap but if you listen to some of her bars like they're good you just don't like her because she's another female rapper like 
yet another one. They all came out the woodworks after that um, Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma beef blew up. It seems like everyone is getting pushed, which is great. That beef, like Remy Ma said in her live, that beef, and not just her Sheetha record, but that actual beef and Cardi coming out actually did push a lot of female rappers into the spotlight. Because what it was was people got tired of seeing the beef and was like, everybody can win. And now everyone's winning because everyone is letting them win. And it's really the consumers. Because we will follow, blindly follow what's trending and what's on the billboard when really we should try to expand our horizons and listen to more people. That's how people like Asian Doll, Cash Doll, all these independent artists and, you know, some of these people that have signs but not so major deals. Like, they're signed but they don't have really major deals. Like, that's how they're getting on now because people are listening and people are like, well... I don't want to just listen to Cardi or Nikki. I want to listen to more. And I like it. I like it. Everyone's trying to support everyone. That's where we need to be. So um, anyway, Sweetie's, I, I like Sweetie. I don't care. I like her. And Tiptoes is good. The next track was Blood Orange featuring Tanache called Tuesday Feeling. Um, Choose to Stay. It was so good. I like that. That was the final scene where um, Lawrence and Condola were, um, you know, <laughs> having their moment. That song gave me a feeling. I don't know if it's a Tuesday feeling or a Sunday feeling, child, but I like it. Those are my three tracks from this week that I pick. I may pick more um, next week or I may pick less next week. There's no set number. I'm just picking what I feel. I'm not forcing it, y'all. I do have some questions, okay? These are my questions left over from this episode, and y'all might have some too. If y'all do, make sure y'all send them to me at my Instagram or at my email, and we'll see if they've been answered next episode. Um, But I wonder if the whole season is going to stay in a flashback, because I don't like that. I kind of wanted it, the, I wanted the flashback to end this episode, and then hopefully next week we're here. But we know it's not going to end this episode because we still got to see what Molly did. So if anything, my preference would be that they go back and forth between present day or current day and flashback. But not just stay in flashback. That's that's what I, I, I don't want to see. So yeah, let's let's do a back and forth. Hopefully they do a back and forth. We'll see if that's answered. I can't wait to, you know, follow up on these questions uh, and see if some of the questions were answered or if some things that I said actually changed. It's exciting, y'all. I'm such a nerd and we're quarantined, so whatever. Um, Will Lawrence and Condola last? I hope they do because I like the girl, okay? She's a good girl, seemingly. Hopefully she she's not revealed to be some sort of demon or hater or whatever because I don't like that. I like seeing good people win. So I hope Lawrence and Condola let's stay together and they make it something more serious um will we see nathan's fine self again because he was fine okay and listen everyone champions lawrence and daniel and i love lawrence and daniel especially daniel Ooh, child but nathan is fine and i think that for some reason there seems to be some guilt with colorism in our community. So now no one wants to like light-skinned dudes. But guess what, y'all? Light-skinned dudes are still black. It is okay, honey. The only thing is you should not treat them with less respect 
because of their shade, whether they're dark skin or light skin. If you have a preference for light skin dudes, it's the same thing as having a preference for dark skin dudes. Period. At me, okay? At me if you disagree. I'm on I'm on Twitter too if you want to talk. But I like Nathan. I think he was fine too. They were all fine. They picked good looking men for this. Um, even TSA Bay got a little cuteness going on. You know, fat ain't ugly. Shoot. But anyway, I do want to know if we'll see Nathan because I relate to Nathan. At first, I was mad at Nathan for how he did Issa in season three, but I kind of relate to how when you get down and you're going through things, you separate yourself, because I did that to my group of friends not too long ago. I I left our little group chat. I was like, listen, y'all, I got to focus on things because I had to get this money, okay? And I might do it again if I need to get this money because it works and I don't need distractions. And I really, when I thought about it and I rewatched season three, I felt Nathan in that last episode because you go through things and people expect you to handle it how they handle it, but you can't. Like when I get down, I don't want to get down around people. I don't need your sympathy. I need to focus. I need to grind. I need to work. I need to get my money up. And money really is one of the only things that gets me down. Like being single doesn't get me down anymore because I'm happy in my solitude. And, you know, if someone dies, that'll get me down. But no one has died in my family recently. So, you know, that doesn't really get me down. But... Um, money gets me down. And when I'm going through some issues, I might leave people alone because I need to focus. So I felt Nathan. And I hope we see his fine behind again. Now, my fourth question, will Molly be real about her feelings for monogamy or is she going to keep it a secret? Like like I said, y'all know how we do. We be like, oh, I want to be with him, but I ain't going to say nothing because I don't know how he feel. I fear rejection. Stop fearing rejection and just keep it real. You're either going to A, get the response you want, which is great, or B, he's not going to, he's going to respond differently and it's going to be a little too real maybe. It'll be emotional, but at least now you're not wasting time move on let it go and my final question is when are we going to know what molly did to Issa for her not to be messing with her because i hate how that wasn't answered this episode but hey it's a new storyline i love a good storyline y'all i do we got several going on in this season and hopefully more to come overall great start awesome new and continuous storylines um and I think we all can agree that it was a good first episode, a good, um, you know, and, uh, this, this season better last longer than eight episodes. I think we all can agree that this season, Issa better last more than eight episodes. Okay. I'm just being real. Hey, real quick. Listen. Along with this new chapter in this podcast story are new options to communicate with me. So make sure that if you want to share something with me, if you want to express yourself about something I said, or if you want to, you know, show some appreciation for something I said, listen, you can do so. Email me at MikaKnowsUnfiltered at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at MikaKnowsUnfiltered. Spell it right, damn it. Or you can at me at Mika Knows, um, underscore personal. That's my personal one, but let's just keep it to Mika Knows Unfiltered. Also, I'm on Facebook. Mika Knows is the name you can search me under. Feel free, message me, communicate with me. But remember, whatever you send to me might be used on an episode. And no, I ain't paying you nothing for it. Okay. Psst.
hashtag Nika knows. Share that shit and support it. It's free. It's free. Like, go ahead and take advantage of it. Share it.